You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. All right, I'll grab your um, grab your attention for a moment. You're already already doing what we actually um, these Sundays are created for. Um, it will well and truly be a bit of organised chaos this morning, slightly organised chaos. Um, I was going to start by centering ourselves around communion but our communion preparer um, is a little unwell and so we realised we didn't have it ready, so they're working on it right now. Instead, I'm going to just start with a prayer. Um, We are going to move into different tables in a moment, but I want to share a couple of thoughts. And on a normal small table Sunday, we'll just sit around a table. But I wanted to share some passages today. Welcome if you're new and you're like, what on earth is happening? That's exactly the same way someone's feeling if they've been here 40, 50 years. We haven't done this before, um, but it's something that I'm pretty passionate about and something that I think, well, I'm going to talk about it just for the next five, ten minutes, and then we're going to have communion and break into some groups. And so I just want to read, yeah, it's exciting. I want to read some passages, and if you just want to still your mind, I don't know what's been going on for you, I'm going to pray in a moment, but centre on these passages, and I want you to think, not what you've heard about these passages before, but afresh, just ask God to reveal what is he saying about his church through these passages. Let me, let me pray. Father God, we love this. Well, we may not love this, but you love us gathering together. You love us centering around you. And I just pray right now, whatever we've come from, whether it was a traffic jam, whether it was almost a hit and miss, whatever, whatever we've come from, whether it was an argument in the car, whether it was a big day yesterday, whether it was like some, um, someone was telling me this morning their power went out for the last two days. Um, and oh, just, yeah, whatever we're coming in, Lord, I just pray right now you centre on us, centre on you so that we can love you and concentrate on you and love each other this morning. Let your spirit fall on us this morning. Stir within us, challenge and encourage us. In Jesus' name. Let me read some passages. Matthew 4, 18, 21. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left their boat and the father and followed him. A passage, Jesus calling his disciples, not to just, hey, come learn some stuff. Hey, there's a service down the road. I'm going to preach for half an hour. We have three songs. Then we have a song before communion. Then we're going to have communion, and you're going to learn heaps of facts about the Bible. No, come be with me. Come watch me live. Come follow me. Come walk in my ways. Come disagree with me. Jesus is going to always be right, but they're welcome. Come wrestle with me. Come discuss. Come follow in my ways is the call that he made. 1 Peter 4, 7, 11 says this, The end of all things is near. Who feels that at the moment? Therefore be alert of a sober mind so that you may pray above all. Love others deeply. 
Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality. He's saying, listen to this. This is him saying, hey, things look like they're getting pretty bad. Things are tough in this world. You'd think he'd say, now start wanting to, I don't know, start predicting the day I'm coming back. You want him to know, get, get fascinated with that. You'd, you'd think there's all, start collecting information, start collecting cans in your basement, ready. All okay things. But this is what he, this is what Peter encourages the church. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to each one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Love that we've got gifts to give, gifts to serve. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one speaks the very words of God. How's that when we're speaking to each other this morning, when we're discussing God's in it? God's discussing, God's in that discussion. They should do so with strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Got just a couple more thoughts. Let us hold unswervingly in Hebrews 10, 23 to 25, it says. For he who promised is faithful. Let us consider. So actually plan, actually think about how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. How many this week, challenging, has prayed this week, how when I get to Sunday can I encourage someone this week? I know I've done hundreds, if not thousands of Sundays without praying that prayer. I've thought, I can't wait to get there, hope it runs smoothly, but I need to pray. Not any, any of that, I do hope that, but hope I can come and encourage somebody this Sunday. How could I spur my brother or sister on in this walk towards love and good deeds? Not giving up meeting together as some have in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. I'll keep going down. To another, miraculous miracles. This is out of 1 Corinthians 12, 10 to 14. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and same spirit. Same spirit, same God, but he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all its parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were baptized by one spirit. So it's with Christ, for we were sorry, baptized one spirit as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is made up of not one part, but many. We are the church. You do not attend church. If you're attending today, welcome. That's okay. But we are the church. Church didn't start at nine. Church started all week with you guys participating in this world and becoming more like Jesus. Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens. In that way you fulfill the law of Christ. Romans 12.4.5, for just as each of us have one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we though are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I'm going to keep moving forward. The purpose of these is not to prove something. I'm not writing an essay. I'm not proof texting because I'm taking these out of their letter, out of their context. 
the purpose of reading these is just so you can be see that the Bible is overwhelmingly painting a picture of what church is. John 13, 34, 35, which, we, which was preached on just a couple of weeks ago. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Down the bottom there in the corner. And then one more to read. Acts 2, 47, this beautiful picture of the early church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. This didn't mean they're all the same. I've said this before. It doesn't mean they all went, hey, what's your favorite color? One, two, three, and I went red. That's not what everything in common means. It means they had a common purpose. They could be different, but they had a common spirit and a common purpose, a common goal, if you will. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. How are we communion helpers? I'm looking out. Are we? Have we got some? Five more minutes? Great. I want you to think about the verses just read for a moment this morning. We're still working out what this third Sunday could look like. And you might be a little uncomfortable. You might be a little confused. Don't worry, I'm both those things a little bit too. But I want you to look at these verses and think, does the church, because this is my conviction lately, or it's been actually for the last seven years, the, the, my conviction is, as I read these verses, that doesn't seem to be holistically what we're doing Sunday. I'm not saying Sunday is bad. Anyone that was here last week, we had a regular service, but the spirit moved. I don't talk like that all the time. I don't try to drum it up and pretend, but the spirit moved. There were people in tears. There were people giving their life to Jesus last Sunday. And it was beautiful. And I love the church and it's amazing. However, when I read these verses, there's more to it than just attending. I said it before. There's more to it than just three songs, a nice sermon with some thoughts. Take a little minuscule, a little bit of biscuit and a little cup and remember Jesus. We have another song. And then we do an altar call. There's more to it when I read these verses. Do you agree? That's what I want to dig into on our third Sundays. Remind us we are the church. And so we're going to try some things over this year. We're going to get better at this. We're going to calculate how many seats we need. We're going to try different things like that. But I'm really excited for it. I said this last week, these are the five stages that are proposed by multiple theologians and thinkers around spiritual growth. And most of them agree that we do very well with the top three. Most churches do well with the seeker, the believer, the learner and the leader. We welcome people in, we tell them what church is about and we teach them things. But modern statistics and the way the church is showing, we just have to look at our world, these last two we haven't always connected with. 
You're a Christian, you're coming to church, you'll get all your favourite songs, you love life, and then your partner passes away. A child gets sick. Life gets really busy. You lose your job. You get a really significant illness that will affect the rest of your life. You get older. You don't get that promotion. You realise everything you've been working towards your whole life is just moths and rust. You hit a wall and then all of a sudden the gathering, although pleasant, isn't enough. Jesus is. But how does Jesus work in those deeply hurtful moments? How does Jesus work in the battle against cancer? How does Jesus work when you hit that wall? I believe this, it won't answer that question, but I think diving deeper with each other is going to help us create servers and leaders, not leaders doing stuff, but leaders that come from an inner peace that know no matter what you face, God is good. Sharing testimonies with each other, sharing that story, not just attending, but participating and seeing God participate in your life. Amen? This is the goal amongst the chaos. Everybody give it up for Joy and the team who have just been making communion. Really is a body here at this church. One body member's missing and we, we just take it for granted. So we're going to have communion now because no matter how you feel about this morning, no matter how you're feeling right now, God is still good. We are united around the fact that he died for you. We were all sinners. We all still sin. And that's why he died for us so that we could be unified around these tables, around his table. It's not at the centre of the table this week, but imagine at the centre of each of these tables is these elements because that's what should be at the centre of your life, Jesus' sacrifice in who, it, it, for you. That's who you are. And so we're going to do that now. We're going to remember him got a couple of questions to ask you and then we're going to move out into some tables and discuss let me pray and then the stewards are going to come around and deliver the communion god we just want to i believe it's paul that says in view of your sacrifice that's how we respond today. We want to respond in discussion. We want to wrestle, in a sense, around your word and your questions. We want to do life real and tangible. We want to see the Spirit invade our lives on Monday to Friday, not just for half an hour on a Sunday. But first of all, we can do none of that. It's just worthless works if it's not out of a heart of worship, if it's not under a, a, a realisation that you have given it all in view of your mercy and grace. So right now, help us view it afresh through the cross. View that you gave your body and your blood to us. Gave up your life so that we could reconnect with you and reconnect with each other. And you call this the kingdom. Help us forgive this morning as you have forgiven us. Help us restore relationship with you as you've been waiting. And help us remember what you have done, that you've given us everything. 
Everything else is just a response of worship from that. Bless this time of reflection in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll take a bit of bread and then in a moment we'll drink the cup together. But it's going to come around now. Thank you so much, volunteers, and thank you so much again for getting that ready for us this morning. So just three commitments and one posture I'm inviting us into and then we're going to break. On a normal Sunday, the plan, on a third Sunday, the plan will be to go to a table straight away. We'll show a video in here and in there that'll go for 10 minutes and then you'll discuss. That's the plan so far. This morning, I just wanted a little bit more time with you just to go over some ground rules, I guess. <laughs> um, and then we'll figure this thing out together. And so the posture I'd love us all to have this morning is in view of God's mercy and grace, what can I bring today and on going to the small table? I want to show you a picture of this this morning. I think it's the next picture, Lockie, if it's in there. Just click. Oh, there we go. It's there. This is Chelsea and Aria and Haley was helping as well, getting their table ready this morning. Ready for, for, for the people, for their peers, ready to connect with them. Yes, I asked them to help get it ready. But this posture of waking up this morning and going, how can I bless my church this morning? How can I be with the church this morning? How can I give myself deeply to the church this morning? Not out of works, in view of God's mercy and grace. This is true and proper worship. And so I don't know what that's going to look like into the future. But I love the heart of these two girls getting the sheets out, getting ready long before anyone got here. Yes, dragged along by their parents who get it early. How can I prepare for the people of this church? Love that. Love us to have that posture this morning. And then three commitments I'd love us to run through, but you're going to actually discuss them in just a moment. We call that we have three commitments related to this small table. A commitment to a small table is a commitment to Jesus' spirit and truth. So over this year when we meet around small tables, we're committed to Jesus' spirit and truth. Why don't I say it's the Bible? That's what I mean. I don't say the Bible because quite often in small groups it can become a commitment to how I've always read the Bible. Yes, I'll bring the truth that I've found from the Bible that I was taught and is the only way ever and I'm, I'm, I'm there to debate you on it. No, we're not committed to how you have framed the Bible or your favourite preacher, although they could be right. We're committed to Jesus' spirit and truth, which is found in the Bible. <laughs> but it opens us up. Do you see? If someone disagrees with you, it's okay to talk about it. God's not up there going, oh no, they're not allowed to talk about this. He's saying, I hope they find the truth in this. That's what I want for my kids. Second commitment is a commitment to each other. How crazy of a thought, that's a little sarcastic, but imagine we came to church thinking, I hope the air con temp isn't right. I hope my, cut, my chair colours are okay. I hope they choose my favourite songs. Imagine like those two girls out there, we thought, how can I connect with God and love on someone at my church this week? Imagine that was the prayer in the car. 
How can I commit? How can I make life better? How can I pray for someone in church this week? I promise you, if we all did this, and I'm not, I, I fall short of this, so this is not a conviction. This church, I believe this church is already on fire. Something is going on. But it would go to a whole nother level if all of us on the way to each morning went, I'm going to bless someone today. And I'm going to pray for someone right now that I can bless them. So we're committed to each other. We're committed to seeing each other grow in the ways and truth of Jesus. That's the purpose. And then the third, and you're going to unpack this. That's why I'm going through it quickly. The third one is a commitment to a shared purpose and pattern. There's this modern, in this modern era, people don't gather deliberately. They just happen. So they just happen to, a lot of younger people will, um, and again, I'm getting older, so I've got to stop saying what I think younger people do because younger people sitting here going, that's not what we do. Feel free to disagree me after. But there's a lot of happening. Do you want to just go to the movies and we'll happen together? Do you want to come over and we'll just see what happens? These small tables are not going to just happen we're going to be intentional about them. Those blueberry muffins that you want to bake for small table Sunday are not going to accidentally appear ready Sunday morning. You're not going to trip over and accidentally have prayed for this church and found yourself at a small table and maybe you've prepared communion for your table. It's not going to accidentally happen. We have a shared purpose and pattern. For this church, the pattern is every third Sunday we're going to gather in small tables and then we hope deeper committed small tables form out of that. I don't pretend that the table you sit with today is the table that you're there for life. But I'm hoping you'll find some connection. And some of your table might meet um, other times during the week. Or you might have other people that you're not sitting at a table that you meet with. The whole idea is to practice this, get to know each other and do relationship with each other and God. That's what we're going to discuss this morning. All right, here's what we're going to do. Kids, um, there is a couple of tables near outside that the girls have prepared for you. Uh, everyone else, we're going to find a seat at a table and we've got some questions here. Love you to discuss, love you to share and uh, let's see what happens. Go, break. <laughs> All right. If I can grab your attention once more, one last time. One last time, guys. One last time. Um, a pastor friend of mine went to the UK for an Alpha conference last year and he stood in a church that was something ridiculous like, uh, and I'm probably completely wrong, but I think it was like 800, let's go, like the site was 800 years old or something. Um, and they had new chairs in them. And one of the people put up their hand and said, hey, you've moved away from wooden pews to the chairs how long did that take, thinking it's an, pretty much a historical building and have changed the chairs? And he said, and, I, and again, I could have the 
date slightly wrong, but it was around 70 years they'd been having the discussion around changing chairs. All that to say, to do anything different in church takes a long time. Uh, we all have fond memories of certain ways of doing church. And so all that to say, thank you for trying something new today. We're going to continue growing this on the third Sunday of the month. And again, it might take different forms, but my hope is totally cards on the table here around what the motivation for this is, is I want to see us grow deeper in relationship with God and each other. That's it. No other agenda. That's it. I want to see this church grow in relationship with God and each other more deeply. And so thank you for trying. We'll, we'll work it all out. We'll work out the... But what I, the posture I'd love you all to take as we go into this next season. And next week, we'll be back to the, the regular scheduled program. I'm going to kick us off in Jonah as we head towards Easter. But the posture I'd love us to take is this. What can I bring today and on going to small table Sunday? That's the question for the church anyway. How can you be the church? And we've got ways practically you can be it. I'll put them out there. Um, we've got rosters that we'd love you to sign up for regular church things. I said the last few weeks, I'd love 99% of us to participate with the church, um, be the church. i uh, love you to re-sign up if you're part of something as we redo rosters. But, and they'll be found out there for you. But around small tables, what could I bring? Could I bake the table that I'm going to sit with? And you don't have to be the same table every week at the moment. We're still working out relationships. We're still working out. My hope is that you'll find a spark or connection with people and say, hey, do you want to do this at my house Wednesday night? Um, we want to grow out of this, but I don't pretend that's all going to happen Sunday morning. I don't pretend that this morning you were revealing your deepest, darkest sins to each other and praying. It's not exactly conducive to that completely, but I hope ongoingly it takes us to a deeper place. And so that's my prayer. What can you bring? Who can you bring? I know friends that would rather do this than attend church. It's just too confronting. But if they could sit around a table, they might actually... Poke, poke their head in the building who do you know that you could invite what what can you bring whether it's a little decoration whether you want to bring communion for the table you sit with next week that's okay bring something it's it's not every three weeks by the way it's once a month on the third sunday what can you bring next time could be a little poem you've found could be a little reading you've been reading could what could you bring to enhance the table and who could you bring um, I'm genuinely really excited about this direction. And so thank you so much for trying it this morning. The last thing is very, very practical and financial. These tables, you would have known, these two, we were able to get them through a, a, a grant around community. Um, and they cost about $300 each. And we were worried where we'd store them. We figured all that out now. They look... they they. They do the trick and they're fantastic and we know where we can put them. And so if you feel ever so, um, what's the word? I don't know, I've lost the words, which is a first. <laughs> if, you feel, if, if, if you pray about it and you feel you'd love to contribute towards a literal table, how's that for buy-in? Um, you can contribute above and beyond your regular offering, whether it's online, just put tables um, we ask you don't replace your offering. Um, we'd rather you just keep it as is. If you feel 
that you have that capacity, whether it's $5 or it's the whole $300, put it on the envelope or on the online thing. We'd love to buy a few more of these tables and they just work so well and they speak to what we're trying to do, small tables. And so we'd love about 10, to be honest, but I'll leave that with the congregation and where that conversation between you and God. So about $300 a table, we'd love to have about 10 and we'd love to have them out here and in here and meet around the literal tables. Awesome. Last thing I'm going to pray for, three things. Thank you. Um, we've, got, we've got a small table that meet Mount Tambourine that's kicking off this week, um, that, like this, this season, this year. We've got another one that meet down in Terranora. And then we also have one, we have lots of small tables, but these are kind of the more established, they're going. We also have um, one that meets in the afternoon that formerly was Renew Church, but Renew Discipleship Group, and they meet in the afternoon every Sunday. And so if you're interested about any of those, um, two of those meet once a month, the Mount Tambourine Run and the Terra Nora, and do this, just there, and Renew Discipleship Group meet in the afternoon. Uh, you are welcome to those, but have a conversation. Actually, renew one, have a conversation with Malcolm or Graham. For the other two, have a conversation with me because uh, we're still sorting those ones out and we don't necessarily want 100 people there on one Sunday morning and then just me talking to nobody. And so let's, let's work that out together. Let me pray for them and let me pray for us and then we'll go have some coffee. Praise and prayer will be on at a quarter to 11 as well back in here. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the conversations. You know what? Some of our conversations are nonsense. <laughs> Some of them don't need to be, we don't need to keep in our head. And so I pray that anything that's not from you can just fall away. Any intrusive thoughts, any, anything that's not from you, maybe it's from the accuser, maybe it's a bit darker, maybe it's a bit critical. I pray that that just leaves us. But anything that's from you that's about your good and beautiful kingdom, that's going to grow in us, that's going to challenge us, that's going to encourage us from these conversations. I pray that it sticks with us this week and that it grows and builds something good and beautiful in our lives. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for coffee, tea, or our beverage of choice. And we just pray you bless morning tea and our afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen.